This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline to break it all down. Lots to talk about with our friend Gary Washburn, who covers the Celtics in the NBA for the Boston Globe. Gary, good afternoon. Hey, guys. How's it going? We're hanging in there, friend. And, uh... Uh, let's get to this injury with Malcolm Brogdon first. I know Gabe Vincent isn't going to go tonight. When you start to hear about elbow, forearm, tendon, you start to think about Tommy John surgery and stuff like that. Gary, to the best of your knowledge, how bad is this injury to Malcolm Brogdon? Because he has not looked right the last two games. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I think he had 19 points in game two. Um, I don't know how much that's affecting his shot and his ability to finish, but he hasn't been himself. So I don't know if that's a slump for the Miami defense or how much that the forearm is really bothering him. I mean, he's had ice on it uh, during shoot-around, but he hasn't talked about it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see like how much that really affects him, and we'll find out, I'm sure, uh, tonight how that goes and, and how much is it just pain tolerance or is he consider risking more damage Will, will it require uh, kind of a pitcher, you know, baseball pitcher's type of surgery, or is it just uh, a forearm uh, surgery and not an elbow? Uh, I think we'll find all that out. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it has coincided with a real slump he's been in uh, in games three and four. So how about Gabe Vincent not, uh, not able to play tonight? Isn't that like the kind of – the luck that the Celtics need, like one of their main players being out in such an important game? Yeah, it's a break for the Celtics uh, because Miami is thin at the point guard position. Now, they can also go, they can kind of Jimmy Butler play point forward at times and Bam Adebayo at times brings the ball up the floor. And then they'll rely a lot on Kyle Lowry, who is 37. And... Uh, has had his moments in this series, but has also not been great in this series. So uh, can Kyle Lowry play 35 minutes? That's going to have to ask that. And Miami's very cautious. So Miami might be saying, listen, you know, he'll be ready for game six. So maybe they're preparing for a game six and they don't want to risk him re-injuring that ankle or making it even worse. But if you're the Celtics and given the fact that Vincent scored 29 points, in game three, and that he has been a hot shooter and he's played well against them, uh, that's a break for Boston. Gary, how do you see Eric Spolstra retooling his lineup? Is it as simple as, well, just got to start Kyle Lowry now, or are you expecting a little twist from, as I busted Christian's chops and others, the genius that is Eric Spolstra? 
I think Lowry gets a start. He's obviously veteran savvy. Played what a championship played in, you know, hundred plus playoff games. So I'm sure he'll get the start. And I think I mean they're not a deep team at this point. I mean, they've shortened their rotation. They got guys like off the bench like a guy named Haywood Highsmith, and and you know they pulled out Duncan Robinson. But they're you know with Hero out and Oladipo. That's three guards who are out of this game, you know, and, and, and obviously Hero and Oladipo have been out of the series, but they are not a deep, deep team. So you got to wonder whether fatigue sets in, whether, you know, the options are, are shorter for Spolster without Vincent. Because, uh, they, I mean, even after the ankle injury, you know, he went, they were trying to, they got him back out there. I mean, they wanted to play him. They didn't say, okay, shut, shut it down, Gabe. We'll go with Kyle Lowry. Like, they prefer to play Gabe Vincent most of the minutes. So we're talking to Gary Washburn of the Boston Globe, and, I'm, and uh, Gary will be there at the game, starts at 8.30. So with that being said, what type of adjustments or what does uh, Joe Mazzula do to differently to take advantage of Gabe Vincent not being in? Does he make any changes? I think what they do is they go, uh, obviously, with Grant Williams, the back of the rotation. They might mix up a little of the small lineup. Uh, Robert Williams at different instances. Uh, you know, maybe they go with Sam Howell to stretch the floor, more shooting. Um, obviously, Missoula is going to have to make some adjustments. Miami's going to make adjustments to the Celtics adjustments of game four, and you can't just hope, well, I hope my guys just play better. Like, you, you want to throw a wrinkle in there, too. And I think the thing that might have been unlocked in game four is that Jalen Brown can be more of a playmaker because the Heat, have been pressuring him to make plays, and he has been choosing the wrong choice, which is take on three defenders and try to score or dribble through traffic and get ripped, right? So what he did in game four was he became more of a playmaker. He passed the ball. He threw alley-oops. Like, he looked for Robert in the dunker spot. Like, that's what they force you to do. Miami's going to want you to do what's uncomfortable for you, and and if if you learn how to do that, it makes the game much easier. So let's see if the Celtics make the extra pass. Let's see if they play up more up-tempo as they did in game four. Let's see if they've learned from all their mistakes in the first three games and try to make this a now competitive series. Gary, uh, how much or how would you use Jason Tatum tonight, I guess is the best way to phrase it. Do you give him the ball? Does he get him into the offense? Do you just wait for him to need to put the cape on? I'd be curious as to how you would try to get Tatum involved in this game. I would use him as a ball handler uh, until they go to traps. And I, when they start trapping, I would have Jason play off the ball, go around screens. Uh, and at times I'd have him be a playmaker, passing it out to open three-point shooters. Um, they're going to have to pick their poison. If the Celtics have shooters on the floor, and those shooters are hitting shots, which they didn't in the first three games, but they didn't game four, the Heat's going to have to pick its poison, right? Either let Tatum score or let him get to the rim or have him single coverage or had Grant and Al and Derek and Malcolm and Jalen hit threes. That's what the Celtics want you to make that choice, and they want to counter with the three-point shot. But with Jason, I'd play him in all different type of situations. I'd mix it up. I would not be so predictable and have him just strictly handle the ball. I'd have him play off the ball. I'd have him do some pick and roll with Jalen. Like, I'd have him do a little bit of everything because he's versatile. Gary, you mentioned Jalen Brown. 
is he working through something more than just that cut on his hand? Is there something else going on there potentially? Well, no, he had the elbow thing and early in the series. I just think he's just his shot isn't going down. And when he slumps from the three, he tends to get down on himself, slump from the field, and he's got to play with that utmost confidence. But he also has to make the right decisions, and that's the thing. The Heat will make you question your game. And I think with Jalen, when he dribbles into traffic and gets ripped or makes a turnover, he's questioning himself. So he's driving with uncertainty. He's got to drive with a little bit more force. He's got to drive with with the intent to like, hey, I'm either going up or I'm going to pass off and get my guy an easy bucket. So I think with Jalen, it's more of a confidence thing. And he's got to remain in, a, in the game. Hey, you missed a shot. Get back on defense and make a play. Stop complaining to officials, and that stands for means for Jason to Tatum too. Stop focusing on the officials and just play the damn game. Man, I Garrett, I tell you what, man, we've I've, I've talked to you over the last two years, and every time I hear you speak, you talk about the issues. It's it's feel like it's always the same things with these guys. Like I feel like we we talked about this last year. We talked about this like a month ago. Hey, do this, do that. Stop complaining about the refs. And here they are. It's just, it's got to be frustrating uh, for a fan, for a guy that covers it, uh, and especially for the organization and for a guy like Joe Mazzulla, which I'm assuming is telling them not to do it, but they just can't stop. Yeah, they feel like they deserve certain calls. And I, and I admit, I mean, Miami is, has gotten a lot of calls. They, Miami got a lot of early calls in game four. And, you know, and it, it does, it's important to the game when Miami gets in the bonus with six minutes left in the first quarter and it spends the second half of the quarter shooting free throws or living at the line. And so the Celtics can't play the aggressive defense. Um, they've got to watch their fouling. It, you know, it affects everything when you're basically putting the heat, especially Jimmy Butler, you're putting them on the line 10, 12, 13 times a game. So I understand they're, you know, trying to call it, hey, call it even, give us the same call. But when play is going on and you're not getting back on defense or you're staying on the floor because you want to show how hard you got hit and they're not paying attention to you, that hurts your team. And so they've got to get over that. And for the most part this season they have. But as this series has progressed and obviously in the same thing with Philadelphia, it's picked up again. Gary, what do you think happens tonight? Uh, I wish I could give you a great prediction. I had no idea what was going to happen in game four. I just said I was here to cover a basketball game. That's how <laughs> you I feel. just gave uh, up? <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel tonight. I mean, they should win, especially without Gabe Vincent. They, I think they've unlocked some things in game four that they could do better and that they could get the victory and they could put the pressure on Miami. Uh, you know, go back to Miami. I think they should win the game, guys. But you know, they shouldn't be down 3-1 either. That is true. Well, Gary Washburn's been fantastic breaking it down with us all playoffs long. Gary, thank you, friend. Enjoy the game tonight. Uh, have a great holiday weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys.